Chapter Fifty One of Explanation of Catholic Morals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Explanation of Catholic Morals by John H. Stapleton. Worship of Sacrifice we catholics contend and our contention is based on the law of nature that we glean from the history of man that sacrifice is the soul of religion that there never was a universally and permanently accepted religion and that there cannot be any such religion without an altar a victim a priest and a sacrifice we claim that reason and experience would bear us out in this contention even without the example and teaching and express commands of jesus christ who in founding a new and the only true religion himself offered sacrifice and left a sacrifice to be perpetually offered to his religion and that sacrifice constitutes the high worship we owe to the creator it is our conviction that when man came into the presence of the almighty his first impulse was to speak to him and his first word was an act of adoration but human language is a feeble medium of communication with the almighty man talks to man to talk to god he sought out another language and as is the case of adam's sons he discovered in sacrifice a better and stronger mode of expressing his religious feelings he therefore offered sacrifice and sacrifice became the language of man in his relations with the deity in its simplest definition sacrifice is the offering to god of a victim by one authorized for that task it supposes essentially the destruction of the victim and the act is an eloquent acknowledgment in language that is as plain as it possibly can be made that god is the supreme lord of life and death that all things that exist come from him and revert to him as to their natural end the philosophy of sacrifice is that man in some manner or other had incurred the wrath of the almighty the pagan could not tell in just what his offence consisted but there is nothing plainer than the fact that he considered himself under the ban of god's displeasure and that sin had something to do with it and he feared the deity accordingly we know that original sin was the curse under which he laboured whatever the offence was it was in the flesh the result of weakness rather than malice there was something in his nature that inclined to evil and was responsible for sin the better part tried to serve but the inferior man revolted flesh therefore was wicked and sinful and since all offence must be atoned for the flesh should pay the penalty of evil the wrath of god could be appeased and sacrifice was the thing that could do it another thing most remarkable among those who worshipped by sacrifice in the early times is that they believed firmly in the reversibility of merit that is that the innocent could atone for the wicked somehow they acquired the notion that stainless victims were more agreeable to god than others god sanctioned this belief among the jews and most strikingly on the hill of calvary this being the case man being guilty and not having the right to inflict the supreme penalty upon himself the natural thing to do was to substitute a victim for himself to put the flesh of another in the place of his own and to visit upon it the punishment that was due to himself and he offered to god this vicarious atonement his action spoke in this wise my god i am a sinner and deserve thy wrath 
but look upon this victim as though it were myself my sins and offences i lay upon its shoulders this knife shall be the bolt of thy vengeance and it shall make atonement in blood this is the language of sacrifice as we have said it supposes the necessity of atonement and belief in the reversibility of merit now if we find in history as we certainly do find that all peoples offered sacrifice of this kind we do not think we would be far from the truth if we deduce therefrom a law of nature and if it is a law of nature it is a law of god if there is no religion of antiquity that did not offer sacrifice then it would seem that the almighty had traced a path along which man naturally trod and which his natural instinct showed him we believe in the axiom of st augustine securus dugesit orbis terrarum a universally accepted judgment can be safely followed especially do we feel secure with the history of the chosen people of god before us and its sacrifice ordained by law with the sanction of christ's sacrifice in our mind and the practice of the divinely inspired church which makes sacrifice the soul of her worship the victim we have is jesus christ himself and none other than he he gave us his flesh and blood to consume with the command to consume our sacrifice therefore consists in the offering up of this victim to god and the consuming of it upon the victim of the altar as upon the victim of the cross we lay our sins and offences and in one case as in the other the sacred blood in god's eyes washes our iniquity away of course it requires faith to believe but religion is nothing if it is not whole and entire a matter of faith the less faith you have the more you try to simplify matters waning faith began by eliminating authority and sacrifice and the unwritten word now the written word is going the same way pretty soon we shall hear of the decalogues being subjected to this same eliminating process after all when one gets started in that direction what reason is there that he should ever stop end of chapter fifty one